Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Walking Together podcast here at The Gathering. We are four dudes hanging out in an office talking about random things. Uh, we got uh, Nick Adams, John Magoo, and Kyle Lewis, and myself, Jordan Guy. Uh, we're pastors here at The Gathering, and we're talking about uh, does God change his mind, or can we make him change his mind? That's the weird topic, random topic for today. Yes. So what's up with the hard stop on the music in the beginning? I mean, like you, you don't like it? Is it like a thing? Like yeah, a, yeah. It just ends. Cuts it off right there. Yep. Yep. No more music for you. Nope. You might have been vibing, but you're not now. No. Well, they can vibe at the end, which they should be listening to the end. Yeah. Because then then uh, had a there's some good information at the end if you wait. Yeah. All should right. I, so should I this, give them a little taste of it? Good things come to those who wait. That's right. Is this podcast about the intro music or is it about? Right God now, it's about the intro music. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but on, the intro music board, is Jordan. also the outro music, just for the record. We're we're in desperate need of a question. Nobody's give us a question. Yeah. Somebody ask a question. Yeah, if you guys listen to this and you like it, please send us some questions because we'd love to make a podcast about a question that you come up with other than us having to come up with our own questions. We Google questions. We Google questions. And this 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 week, the thing that tickled our fancy was, does God change his mind, or can we make God change his mind? So, yeah, what do y'all think? Well, what is the, what's the reference to that? Well, I think that question would come from a couple different references. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I guess, the the ultimate question is, how do you dissect it, and what, what would the motive be behind it of because God doesn't really even have he doesn't have to he doesn't have to talk to us or involve us in anything that he does but he chooses to so I guess you've got to try and understand with our small brains what uh, God's motivation or motive behind allowing us to be involved in any kind of I don't even know if you can call it God's decision. I mean, is a decision if you don't if you don't have to make the decision, and it's just it just is. Well, it, it seems like it comes down to: can you accept that you cannot understand or know everything that God knows? Because then that would make you God. And just can you accept that or not? And if you can't accept it, then you're always going to have more questions. I'm pretty low on the intelligence scale, so I have no problem. <laughs> yeah, like I have, no, I have zero problem admitting the fact that I will never know even close to everything or understand the reason that God would do anything. You know, I'm just not. Same. I don't understand 50% of the things that people tell me on a day-to-day basis, so. <laughs> well, I think we've talked about that a little bit before. That would just, you know, if you could explain everything, then that would make you God. And uh, just being able to accept the fact that there's somebody higher than you that knows more than you and uh just you know i love the fact that there's somebody out there that takes care of me that goes before me and knows more than i do because if it was just up to me you know i probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all same here yep i think the first scriptural reference that comes to mind for me is is abraham just talking to God about, uh, you know, will you spare the city for the sake of 50 
for the sake of 25. So 10. that's when, just to help people follow along who don't know that story, that's when uh, Sodom and Gomorrah is going to be what, destroyed. What book right? and chapter is that, yeah. uh, Kyle? And his lot, lot his uh, uncle? Lot is his cousin, cousin, nephew? I believe. Right. He's his uh, primo. I think it's his cousin. Yeah. Uh, Genesis nineteen twenty four. Genesis nineteen. So how they even end up there is Abraham gets some land, right? And Lot and and you know they got cows and sheep and stuff, and Lot and is kind of arguing with them about well whose stuff is whose, and Abraham's like, well you choose, what you you get the choice of where you want to make your place, and he chooses that side of whatever you want to call it, the land, and it is near Sodom and Gomorrah and then ends up getting kind of sucked into that and Abraham starts having a conversation with God about sparing them, right? Yep. Yeah. You want me to read it real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... Where, where is it? It's, uh, it's Genesis, Genesis 18. Where it is 18. The conversation takes place. Um, 18, 16, right? Yeah. Uh, so... Let's see, 1816. Then the men got up from the meal and looked out towards Sodom. As they left, Abraham went with them to send them on their way. Should I hide my plan from Abraham, the Lord asked, which I think is pretty interesting. So it points out that God already had a plan. Like he had his, it sounds like he had his mind made up, right? Uh, For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. So the Lord told Abraham, I have heard a great outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin is so flagrant. I'm going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. The other men turned and headed toward Sodom, but the Lord remained with Abraham. Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? Suppose you find 50 righteous people living there in the city. Will you sweep it away and not spare it for their sakes? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why you would be treating the why you would be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same. Surely you wouldn't do that. Shouldn't not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And the Lord replied, if I find 50 righteous people in Sodom, I will spare the entire city. And so on and so forth. We all know the rest of it but yeah i thought that it was really interesting that at least yeah, he narrowed it all the way down to 10 people yeah and at least in the nlt is it says you know the lord asks should i hide my plan from abraham you know what stood out to me in that scripture was verse 19 it says i have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the lord by doing what is right and just so God's intention was to make Abraham a great nation and he singled him out so that he would teach them to keep the way of the Lord by doing what's right and just. So if his if his goal for Abraham was to teach him to stand on what's right and just, then it makes all kinds of sense that he would go in and go, hey, Abraham, I'm getting ready to destroy the city. And then watch for Abraham's response of, well, you're going to, you're going to do that if there's 50 righteous people there. Right. Cause he's looking for what's right and just. Right. 
So it was a training moment is what it seems like to me for Abraham. And God's very intentional like that. Yeah, absolutely. Seeing what, seeing what the response of the person is Mm kind of like when Adam and Eve sinned and God comes up and says, Hey, where Where they're hiding. And they're like, where have you been? Why are you hiding? Who told you you were naked? Like God knew all that. Mm -hmm. Um, He didn't need to ask him all that, but it's like, I can I can relate to that same thing. Like as a as a dad, you 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 know sometimes what your kids did wrong, and you don't you don't you you don't tell them that you know exactly what happened, but you ask them what hey what happened here to see you know if they're gonna tell the truth or or what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, something else stood out to me too, and going along with this topic of can we change God's mind I I thought it was interesting in verse 21 where it says I will go down to see if what they have done justifies the cry that has come up to me if not I will find out like would God even have to go down there to see you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's it it, in my in the picture I get in my head it's like you know God's like up in this cloud and he can't see down I think I know the answer, but you know, it's like the picture that I get from reading that particular verse is like he can't see, so he's got to come down to go in there and see for himself. But an omniscient God, which God is, um, you know, it's I guess I don't know. I guess it's just part of that training moment for for Abraham, where he's like, I, I'm going to go down there and see. I guess maybe even kind of like when you're the scenario that I. Mm-hmm. share with my kid and be like, Hey, what happened here? And then you're like, you don't have to tell them that you know what happened. You're like, well, I'm going to go for myself to look and see what happened. You already know what happened, but you're just letting them know that in, in their brain. That and they're, they're like, no, 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 wait, 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 <laughs> let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> so yeah. I don't know. I, I just think that's an interesting, I, there, yeah. there's moments in that like where, where God speaks to, to people and it, and it makes me think of like, I do that as a dad sometimes. <laughs> and it makes me think of like how God is our father and how, you know, and God is, God has imprinted his nature onto us. And without even knowing why we do certain things as dads, like we do certain things and we're like, huh, I'm not saying that I'm God or I'm as good as God, but you know, we have his nature in us. And, um, I guess that I, I never really thought of it as being like a training moment for for Abraham in the sense of training or questioning him to test to make sure that he was going to follow truth and justice. Because mm. um, if he was going to follow truth and justice, he would have been like, no, you can't destroy a whole city if there's 50 good people in there or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Because that, that seems unfair. All right. So does the same thing go for when Moses does it in Numbers 14? When well, he pull it up and read it. Praise. I was just reading it and uh it kind of another side of the question is can you pray something and change God's mind? Yeah, so that was actually going to be one of my questions too. Um was does does prayer actually change God's mind? Well, in just reading numbers 14, what particular verse are you at? Uh I mean it, it's it's about half the chapter. Uh, but starting in 13, 
when you know Moses intercedes for the Israelites because God says, you know, He's going to strike them down um, because of their disobedience, and Moses is kind of saying to summarize, you know, what will the Egyptians think when they hear, when they hear that you've done this to the people, uh, verse 13, he asked the Lord, they know full well the power you displayed in rescuing your people from Egypt. Now, if you destroy them, the Egyptians will send a report of the inhabitants of this to the land. We have already heard that you live among your people. They know Lord that you have appeared to your people face to face and that your pillar of cloud hovers over them. They know that before you go, you, that they know that you go before them in a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And he keeps repeating this stuff back to God. And it's almost like what you were saying with your kids, like God already knew this, but he wanted to see if Moses knew it almost is what it seems like. Like when, like you've been training and teaching your kids morals, values, right from wrong, manners, whatever. And like, it's almost like God was going against that to see what Moses knew. Like, just like in sometimes the way you discipline your kids, like sometimes don't you uh, tell them the wrong thing to see if they correct you? Does that make sense? Sometimes I'll tell them something, something crazy, like something that I would never do. But like, you know, if you don't tell me the truth, then you're going to spend the whole week in your room doing absolutely nothing. Like that's a little overboard, you know, but like, you know, lock, you're going to be in your room and we'll bring your food to your room. And that's all you get to do. Like all, like for a whole week, you're in your room. And then it just like opens up the door for the opportunity for them to like actually like, all right, well, dad's serious right now. I need to come clean or I need to, you know, we, we need, we need to take this seriously instead of, uh, just some, you know, whatever, right. Instead of just a little slap on the wrist. And, and not only that, but it would be like, you telling them not necessarily a lie or giving them an extreme, but it would be like saying, you know, Olivia, you know that, I don't know, somebody give me an example. You know that black is white. And you know that that's not true, but you're checking to see if Olivia knows that that's not true. And Moses starts quoting all this stuff back to God that God has promised him and told him and trained him to know and believe. And it's just like he's he's checking Moses uh, more than Moses is pleading to change God's mind. Like God already, God's the one that gave Moses these, I'm the one that gave you these rules. So, so let, let's read that passage real quick. Where are we at? Exodus what? Numbers 14. Yeah, because God was, God was more or less telling Moses, he's like, I'm fed up with these people. I'm just going to wipe them out. Well, so that happened in Genesis 6 too, right? It happened a couple times. Uh, times. Not not just this one. You know, God it expresses his frustration to whatever, you know, prophet or whatever it was at that time. And, and that prophet has a, an exchange with God. 
and it seems like that that person changes God's mind on destroying the people, but like kind of what you're saying, it, it almost seems like it's, it's a, uh, God presents an opportunity for them to, it's almost to like show what they know is true about the promises that God has said, because if God, if God made a promise, then he's not going to break it. Well, you know, like when you disappoint your mom or dad and they say something extreme or say, you know, well, I'm going to kill you. And then your your response to them is, no, mom, I know you love me. You've showed me you love me because you do this, this, and this for me. You'd never kill me. Yeah. I know that's not true. It's kind of one of those things is is the way I'm reading it. Is, does that make sense? Or yeah. Somebody yeah, yeah. comment. I mean, I think so. I mean, because that's what I read in, in Genesis 6, you know, is like it's said that God regretted creating humankind you think he actually regretted it i mean it says he did mm-hmm. that's a, another tough one you know yeah <laughs> N- nobody i think we gotta look I mean, you look at the nature of god right like he's uh he is god and he is different than us and his ways are higher than ours and like you were saying in the beginning like just trying to wrap your brain around all that is God is like walking. I heard Francis Chan put it in the crazy love series. He was like, you know, it's like taking a soda can and walking out to the ocean and filling up the soda can with water from the ocean and going, I hold all the ocean in this can. (laughs) You know, like like our, our little brains are like that can. And we're like, you know, here's, here's all of who God is. And, there's so much that we don't understand. I think that we try to put them in a box too much. Mm-hmm. We, tr- we try to, we try in our attempt to try to understand who God is. A lot of times we we limit what God's capable of. Like like Nick was saying at the beginning, you have to, oh, I, I have to be comfortable with. Well, that's part of what faith is, right? You, you know, believing in something that you can't necessarily see or explain, and you have to be okay with the fact that you know. Whether I understand it or not, I know what God, from reading Scripture and having a relationship with Him, I know what God, what the truth is, and I'm okay with not knowing everything. And that, I mean, I, th- I think that's the the ultimate question you have to ask yourself because we can sit here for hours and yeah. talk about all the things we don't know i think the question for me in that piece of scripture there was you know if if god did want to destroy israel the nation of israel and follow through with his covenant in a different way would that have broken the covenant that he made i don't think it would he said he was gonna say that one more time I don't, I don't think, like, if God had followed through with what he said he was going to do right there, like, yeah. if he would have decided to destroy that nation and then make a new nation with him. With Abraham? With Abraham. Would that have broken the covenant that he made with, you know, his forefathers? It it wouldn't, right? Because he, he said he was going to make, make a great nation of him, right. and he's still followed through and did it? then, you know, maybe there was more than one road possible to be taken. Are you saying 
I'm thinking literally like if if it started with Abraham and there's a family line or a genealogy and if he wiped all that genealogy away, how could it they started ever? with him basically like with Noah. Right. <clears throat> I mean, it would still be through Abraham. Because that's basically what he said. He said in that scripture there, he said, uh, I will disown them and destroy them with a plague. Then I will make you into a greater nation and mightier than they okay. are. Okay. He's saying he was going to destroy everybody but Moses. Right. Right. I thought you were trying to say, like, he was going to wipe out everybody and start no. over. And I'm like, well, then the line, it would be broken. <laughs> no. Sorry. Be- because Moses was still in that line, right? So it would have, uh, there was more than one route that could have been taken in that instance. And with Moses interceding on their behalf and going, hey, God, uh, you know, maybe do it this way instead of that way, <laughs> you know? Um, you maybe, know, maybe. Maybe there was multiple paths there and God was like, I'm, I'm going to allow it. You well, know, I think I'm allow Moses to call a shot on this one. I think with like the <clears throat> the topic we had the other week about the fleece prayers and God being gracious in the fleece prayer is applies to this kind of like God being gracious in us, like ha- try, attempting to have a conversation with with God, like a you know, like a dialogue, and showing showing us through His Word that it's that that we can not question God, but that we can have a conversation with God to try and figure things out and, you know, whatever. And not saying that it's okay to doubt God at all, but, you know, if, if something's happening in your life to, to feel comfortable, to be able to say, God, what about this? And what about that? And what about, you know, all Mm -hmm. these different things that, you you know, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Don't mean me. I see, and and you look at like God having conversations with Himself in in the, you know, in the let's here we'll make man in our image. You know, like it it was like a it was a communal thing. Um, you know, yes, He's one God, but He's the three parts. Um, and I think that like us being created in His image, there's there's a lot there that okay, that's a deep rabbit hole. And you get into like if two of you agree on anything in my name, you know what I mean? Like verses like that, where it's like if God stands behind that, if if two of you in my name agree on something in my will, basically, right? Then it'll be so. That's an important aspect, right? Well, (laughs) yeah, Bobby talked a little bit about that, or somebody did. Maybe it was you, one of you guys, in your message this week, but talking about uh. You know, when we are in him, you know, the the in him part of that is is being in his will. Um, it's the Holy Spirit living through us as the vessel. When we're in him, when we're in the spirit like that, then when we when we call out something for the kingdom, like you used it in your message. Um, you're talking Nick, you're talking about um you know, making sure that when you when you pray something that you're you're in God's will and and praying something big. Oh, the sun stopping with Gideon and the army, right? Like God held the sun in its place. Like it, if you're gonna pray a prayer like that and say, God, I need you to stop the sun in the sky. You want to make sure that you're on the same page as the Holy Spirit in that. You know, like because if you're not, is God gonna answer that prayer? 
Yeah, yeah kind of like praying for so, like salvation in a relationship that's not something like if you're shacking up with somebody and it's it's you're not married and you're clearly outside of the will of God but you're praying you know to right. I want to keep living with this person or whatever and it doesn't it doesn't work like that and I think that's I mean that's kind of the key is like prayer is a conversation with God yeah. so uh, just like Moses was having that conversation with God just like Abraham was having that conversation with God when we pray we're in relationship with God, having a conversation. Yeah. And, um, if we're in his will and with what we ask, uh, for a, that requires us being close to him, close enough to him to know what his will is. And then B, uh, it requires us being selfless enough to surrender to his will in those things. And, um, and then call out those things. So, um, that's, that's very different from name it and claim it. <laughs> you, yeah, you know that. Absolutely. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Cause neither from my recollection, like any of those exchanges with Abraham and God and Moses and God, they, it wasn't like they were asking God to do anything that would have been sinful or, you know, anything. Um, right. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't for their benefit. Yeah, uh, you know both of those responses. It was like, but God, what are these? What are these nations going to look? What are these nations going to think about your ability to lead these people? Yeah, by doing things in this way, um, that was like a, a selfless thing of like a, I'm looking out for the best of God at that point. You know, like just like I would for a brother. Like like if I knew there was a, a situation where Jordan was was getting ready to make a bad decision that was going to affect him and his family, then you know, as a, as a loving brother in that, I'd come alongside and go, Jordan, Hey man, you might want to think about this aspect of that. And I think, like I said earlier, you know, there's, there may have been more than one path in that, in that, um, that instance and God being God, you know, either, even even if there wasn't any of them, (laughs) you know, any of them would have worked out. (laughs) He could make it. So yeah, any is God, any of those would have worked out. Like if, if it were sometimes, and I don't know if it's the right way to look at it, but I look at it like that, uh, that, that movie, the butterfly effect. Yeah. Like that, you know, I guess in this scenario with God wiping out the whole, all of the Israelites, um, versus not wiping them out. Like, is there a, is, are there two roads and either one would, I guess, have the same end goal, Mm -hmm. but they would just look different as they played out. Um, you know, is that, you know, that's a weird way to look at it, but sometimes I think, does God see that way? Does he see like, cause if we all have free will and we get to make our own decisions, like, do we have, do we have like a thou? I guess an, an infinity amount of timelines that could take, <sighs> that could roll out. Yeah. Right? Like, are there infinity timelines that could roll out and God's able to see every single one of them all at the same time? Right. And I, and I think, I mean, this is, this is a theological conversation, right? I mean, like, you know, what, what? right? Yeah, big old scary okay, theology, right? Um, but the, what it is deep thoughts of God, right? Like in that, right. in that trying to understand who God is and the nature of who he is. I mean, God reveals himself through the word. Um, if we study the scriptures, like he tells us to, and we write the, write the, write the word on our hearts, um, then when God, when we see something in the word that 
we go, that doesn't seem like the character of God. <laughs> then when we look at the scripture and we, and we study in and look at the different ways that God responds with, with people over the course of history, we can go, okay, now I have a better understanding of how God views things in this light. I think that's kind of the, I mean, that's the goal of these conversations, right? right. Is, is to get people thinking on that kind of level of like, not, um, can I put God in a box and understand who he is, you know, to a T and, and, you know, black and white ABC. Right. But am I in pursuit of knowing God on a deeper level and understanding who he is? And am I in a pursuit of dying to myself and allowing him to live in and through me? Right. So I think the original question, even with all that still lays out there, does God change his mind and can we change his mind through prayer? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I just real quick, something that I think is worth mentioning is that, you know, we live in one instance in time. Hmm. God is in eternity. That's right. He's not bound to time or space. Right. And so that's why even the Calvinism versus Arminianism debate, like, I don't really. I'm American, man. Man, I had this is gonna sound crazy. I I had this dream a few months ago, and it like blew my mind. Like I I was in the, I was I was like I don't even know where I was. I was it was like I was like floating in outer space, and God was like going through this math equation with me of like different layers of like you're talking about like multiverse almost like you know like one never sees one two never sees yeah you know, yeah one never sees two two never sees one and it was like this this math equation of like this layers of things um i don't i don't know what it meant right like i just i just woke up and i, I Elon remember Musk i remember does. going man i need to write, write down this math equation right but i couldn't remember it like because obviously it wasn't a thing right but um but, or was it? But it was it was God showing me how infinite He is, you know, in the right. just in the the depth of how how He created all of everything that we've ever seen and a lot of and everything that we haven't seen, right? Um, and and He understands how every bit of it works. Yes, um, we don't. <laughs> so so for us to even, you know try to pretend like we do is, is fallacy. But, but I think it's just, it, it, it's just neat to think about stuff like that, to think about like, well, what if, you know, what if, right. what if, so what if we could change his mind, but it would still, it would still, the, 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 the decision would change to something that would, that would still jive with God's character. And that's what I was, right. that's and, what I was instead about of, that. instead yeah, of yeah. like, God, God says, "All right, Jordan. Well, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, I, he, he's like, I want you to have this wife. And then, like, well, God, I don't want that wife. I want, I don't want to be married. I want to just hook up and do whatever. God's not going to be like, all right, fine, go ahead. All right. <laughs> so it seems like you don't change God's mind. God just gives you choices. The grace. God loves you enough and is graceful enough with you that even if you don't necessarily, God is big enough to give you more than one hmm. decision yeah. or choice. And to him, it's all the same. It's, it's, it, it, you're getting to the same place. So maybe he just likes 
to make you think you change his mind. Well, I think he that's, loves you enough. I think that's what my wife does to me. She, <laughs> she makes me. She makes me think that my opinion matters, but it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the truth, man. Uh, well, because, rather and, and, and that that's that was. But I'm great. okay with it. Like, yeah, yeah. she loves you enough to talk to you in such a way you feel like. Like you're like I counted. Yeah. Yeah. I think God's kind of the same way. Because <laughs> he could just be like, no. <laughs> right. Get out of here. <laughs> I hear that a lot too, though. <laughs> uh, so I think at the end of the day, we don't change God's will. God's will is God's will. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he says something is so, and it's so. But like you just said, you know, I think sometimes he gives us options. And I think some things are definitely dependent on the uh, on the conversation and the relationship. Yep. You know, like we have to grow closer to him. Yeah, I don't think it's something that you can you can stick to that like oh no matter what I can change God's mind. Right. I don't. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to go arguing with God. Yeah. About stuff. Yeah. 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 I, you know, just just because you say it, you leave the possibility out there for like m- maybe sometimes you can. You know, I don't think that that would be like, I can argue with God about anything. And, you know, it'll be, it'll work out in my good. <laughs> I don't know. And I think about too, like, like Paul talking about when you're in Rome doing things as the Romans do that, that kind of mentality, like maybe that was God going to them and going, well, man, if this is going to make you stumble in the way that you view me or the way that you understand me, then I'm willing to do this in a different way. Right. Um, I don't know. God's a loving God. Right. And I, I definitely think he does that, you know, cause you know, there's people who do discredit like the, the dreams and visions thing. And the thing is, is man, I, I've heard so many stories of, um, people over in the middle East who have literally never heard of the name of Jesus, have a dream about Jesus and come to faith. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens. Yeah, I I know yeah, we, I have a friend uh, who's Colombian, and him and his brother um, were in prison for what Colombians do. <laughs> and uh, his brother did had never heard the name of Jesus and had a dream, and was sharing the dream with his brother. And he was like, "Dude, he's like, you don't know who this is. This is this is Jesus, this is the Son of God." And they, I, if I remember correctly, I think they both came to faith through his, wow. through the brother's dream. That's he awesome. was talking about this guy Jesus, like, <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it, it's funny, like in 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 Panama, like I have another buddy who went somewhere, and he was like, uh, you know, he's evangelizing. He was like, oh, do you know conoces Jesus? Like, do you know Jesus? And he's like, oh, sí, Jose uh, Jesus Gonzalez, sí, mi 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 vecino, my neighbor. He's like, yeah, Jesus Gonzalez, yeah, he's my neighbor. I know him. Like, <laughs> like no, dude, like. But yeah, the dude had a dream about um, about Jesus. Yeah, you know, it's not a first account, but it's a, it's a, it's it's happened. Yeah, um, I've heard, I've heard, you know, secondhand stories of that. So God's going to do what God wants to do, in the way that He wants to do it. I think at the end of the day, that's. I think we've said that a lot on this podcast already. Well, it's a. I think it's a important thing to make as kind of like a a solid point of your faith is that God is God and, and we're not 
Right. Mm-hmm. If that's not if that's not one of the big um, components of your faith, then there's a lot. You know, I think that there's a lot of uh, you can you can end up going down a lot of really bad bad trails of claiming something on God that's not of God or of yourself yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So let let me ask you just last question before we wrap up. If we know that we can't really change God's mind, but we just line up with him, why then is prayer important? Like if, if we're not ever going to change God's mind, why would, why would we even pray to ask? It's to hard to mind? get to know somebody if you don't talk to them. Amen. I think that sums it up. I think that's a good answer. <laughs> I think prayer is just, just as much for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah, you got to have a conversation with somebody to get to know them. And I think God knowing and understanding who we are because he made us, um, made us to be social beings, made us to have conversations with one another and all of that. That's it's just part of it. Yeah, it teaches us a lot through prayer. Yeah, I think... Yeah, it's important to, uh, I think, maybe define or identify what prayer actually is. is. Is prayer only a time where you just have this list of things that you ask God for? Um, you know, is it is it like a time where you complain about all of your junk that you got going on and asking God to change it? Or is the, you know, when when the Bible has the verse, pray without ceasing, like it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense if you if praying without ceasing looked like asking God for things and complaining about things all day. Like that would that would be that would be crazy. So pray without ceasing would be just talking, like there just is, just right uh, all the time. Be in communication with God about everything, whether it's whether it's you're just walking down the street and you see a bird fly by. I'm like, wow, God, that was a cool bird. Thank you for making that thing. Mm-hmm. Billy Graham was being interviewed by some woman on a major television network and she asked the same question how can you pray without ceasing or stopping and you know she you could see like the look on her face like she, she thought like, she had him I got him <laughs> but uh, Billy Graham just kind of smirked a little bit and he was like well ma'am I'm praying for you right now and that was how he answered the question it goes along the same thing like you said, like an ever-ending conversation, it's just like, it's not necessarily you getting down on your hands and ne- the time spent making requests or being the time spent on your knees, which is a great place to be uh, physically to you know posture your heart and yourself toward God, but it's not just the time you spend interceding for other people or yourself or i mean it can be like in my head i'm i'm thinking praying all the time you know it doesn't have to be like a a creed that is recited all the time it can just be like jordan said like god thank you for making it sunny today and the sky blue and this warm weather and you know it doesn't have to be all these lofty things, even though there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Do you say amen or amen? Amen. 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 All right. right. That was good stuff. It was. 
It was a good conversation. I'm glad we had that. Me too. Nick, you want to sing us out? That's your job, dude. What song? No, he sang us out last week. Oh, oh, I missed it. I he forgot did. about that. I'll just wait. It's going to be good. Listen to your heart <laughs> when he's calling for you. Can we just get Nick to sing that and that'll be the outro for every week? Was that the same song from last week? <laughs> it was. It was the same one. Should mm. you, we were talking about should you follow your heart and that song always pops in my head. Gotta learn oh. some new songs, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, I thought of near, far, wherever you are, the heart will always go on. Celine Dion. Near, no. far, oh. wherever you are. Newfound Glory did a really good cover of what, that. Uh, what's the... Oh, really? I'll find it, and I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm be, scared if I sing too much, so week. ask me to be in the choir. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. All right, let's wrap this up, dude. All right. Here we go. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Walking Together podcast. Remember, if you have any questions, comments, uh, or just another topic, we would love to hear it because we want to start answering questions that you may have, uh, just like we mentioned in the top of the episode. We want to know what you have to say. So... Visit GatheringSurfCity.com slash WTP. The WTP stands for Walking Together Podcast. Uh, there on the website, you can go down, scroll down a little bit further and look at the uh, form. Open it up, put in your name, email, uh, and send us a message. Uh, and then click complete. There you go. You know all the steps now. Uh, but just do that. We'll get it ASAP. And uh, hopefully we'll talk about it soon. So thank you all again for listening to this episode can't wait to hang out with you again later. Yeah.